Hi, I feel like a day's me, Alan Smith, where we publish stories of today's paper on Monday, June 26th. So, um, first thing is, um, apologies for uh, missing out to Doric Express last Thursday and Friday because uh, it was just like so, so busy getting stuff ready for uh, um, Snow Jocks in the Pipe Band Championships at Dutty Park on Saturday. Um, Ken was working in the morning, main job, and then coming home and getting stuff ready for that and off, so off until half past 11, midnight, and then back in first thing the next morning. So it was just um, absolutely zero time for uh, Doric Express at any time of the day. So, um, but uh, hopefully we'll get a, get a few in this week, although we're up to um, the uh, boat festival up at Port Soy this weekend. So, um, but I, I'm... So definitely Friday I want to be a dark express, but uh, you know, hopefully the other days we'll manage to get something in. So uh, anyway, the front page of the paper today is a city centre, it could be a mini Covent Garden. So this is a independent retailers in Aberdeen uh, believe smart chains are the key to rejuvenating the city centre with hopes of creating a mini Covent Garden. Business owners spoke out as press and journal investigation uh, reveals one in five shops in Union Street are vacant. Uh, our in-depth analysis in the PNJ also shows a third of units in the Trinity Centre are lying empty. Um, Catherine Canning, who runs the Copper and Grey gift store on Chapel Street, says the city centre needs something unique to drop folk in. She said if it was the place to go for you could get quirky places, uh, nice local cafes, that would be a good thing. Our shop should be able to bring in something different. It's a bit ambitious, but something like Covent Garden. Uh, Brian Milne of McBean's on Little Belmont Street added independent businesses are what will change Union Street. So, well, we'll see. I mean, it, it could well, it'll have to be that anyway, because like, ah, the big chains are really not interested in, I think, in gun on high streets. No, they're just a good gun uh, shopping centre. So, um, you know, as folk could well be right. And we shop as, um, you know, unique to Aberdeen or the northeast uh, might just be the answer to to get some folk back in and, uh, you know, use unity again. So we'll see if it happens, but lots of good ideas. It's uh, getting up and going, I think. Now, here's a bit about uh, my favourite subject, the uh, shop talk, as is tracking the health of the high seas, which is obviously Union Street. And the uh, P&J has done a bit of work here and um, put up a map and highlighted uh, the, the empty shops that there is on Union Street and Runaboot, so, um, and how long they've been empty, some of them. So, um, on Union Street, there's, there's 151 shops that has got shops in them, and there are 43 vacancies. Uh, Belmont Street has 23, uh, with stuff in, and 7 vacant. Chapel Street, 15 and 5 vacant. School Hill, 14 and 7 vacant. Uh, George Street, 77 shops and 16 vacant. Um, and Backwind has 10 and 2 vacant, Upper Kirkgate 10 and 2 vacant, Thistle Street 24 and 3 vacant. Um, and even the big, uh, um, uh, you know, uh, shopping centres, our name will call better, uh, Trinity Centre has 18 shops, uh, fell 9 empty, Bonacord 39, fell 16 empty, 
um, St Nicholas, 15 and 3 empty. And even Union Square, the biggest in Aberdeen, 77 uh, units with shops in them and 9 empty. So a total disaster and that's what they're speaking about in the, you know, to get some of our shops back in and, and get some life going back in the middle again. But, you know, some of these has um, been empty for a long time. Uh, as a Bud's Bar, it has been unoccupied since January 2007, which I believe 6,020 days. Uh, Bruce Miller's, which, um, you know, I'll be on, was a, uh, a rare place. Um, with the only one that's closed in there. It's been unoccupied since June 14th, 2011. The Gora. Um, just a, you know, a little bit of... Uh, up for them it was a uh, career Scotland that's been unoccupied since September 2011 um, and uh, further doing Union Street has been um, uh, hydroelectric it's been unoccupied since October 2015 so unbelievable amount of vacancies and how long they've been empty for so surely you know um, it's got to be better for somebody to have something coming in than, than nothing you would think uh, but yeah, they, I mean, they just shouldn't be allowed to be sitting empty. And, you know, the, the council has only powers to um, mark landlords, you know, give better offers or improve the state of them so that folk would winter into them. You know, they should be doing something. But uh, the way it is, it's an absolute disaster. And, you know, for, you know, that's 10, 12, 13 years almost for Bruce Miller's being empty. It's uh, just unbelievable. So, here's hoping that the focus trying to do something about it can come up with some plans and pretty quick, I would say. If uh, for nothing else, is to stop me speaking about it. Now, here's a cheery story. Now the graveyard is to be locked up at night to drive out loot. Um, hopefully not to keep uh, the folk that um, normally buy there or reside there. Keep him in. Um, anyway, a graveyard has been locked up at four o'clock in an effort to stop troublemakers from spoiling Aberdeen city centre. The St Nicholas Kirkyard has become a hotspot for antisocial behaviour over the years. It was previously always closed in the evening, but it's understood that despairing council workers eventually gave up venturing in to lock it up on recent years. Uh, now, following a crunch somewhat about the fate of Union Street last year, a mothball city centre safety task force has been reassembled. Crikey. Somebody like the A-team. Um, one of the first acts has been to secure the historic cemetery again, believing it may make the Granite Mile a mere pleasant place to visit. Uh, that section of Union Street, across from the McDonald's restaurant, has been a hotbed of trouble for years. Uh, in 2019, Bobby's took a drastic step of creating a dispersal zone around the area. It come after a series of high-profile incidents involving unruly youths, including an attempted murder in Union Terrace. Okay. Um, so, just uh, since lockdown uh, finished, the problems have been creeping up again. Um, Bobby's uh, said last year that youths for as far as Tayside were using the SNP's free bus scheme to cause mayhem in Aberdeen. Well, cheeky monkeys. Um, Anyway, so um, as is up short to the council are back on the case and it's getting, uh, the graveyard's getting locked at 4 o'clock. So um, if for any peculiar reason you're needing in, uh, you'll have to make sure you're in and out at 4, four o'clock because otherwise you'll be 
Vogtan and alpha one with near fonts you one iota. Now just uh, here's a bit about the pipe uh, championships at Duthie Park and just says it's pipe dreams at Duthie Park. So uh, Duthie Park was the place to be on Saturday as the European Pipe Band Championships made a triumphant return to Aberdeen. Uh, the sounds of the bagpipes took over the park as more than a hundred pipe bands and 25 drum majors come together for the competition which was last held in the Aberdeen in 1981. Uh, with four bands open playing at Eans the, and others warming up for their big performance at the same time, the sound of the great Highland bagpipe was a constant throughout the day. And it certainly was, because uh, there was a big gap between us and the next uh, stall when we had our snuck in the jock stuff here. And, uh, you know, a lot of them um, practiced in that space. So uh, I'm going to leave by six o'clock. I was uh, <laughs> beginning to wane a bit. And my love for the bagpipes, but certainly in the morning it was absolutely fantastic. You hear them marching back and forth, and you know, see them twirling other um, things, are bashing the drum we and um, you know, get the pipes going. And by God, it was uh, tremendous. I'm never coming there at as we used to lead folk into battle that would um, steer anybody up, I think. So, um, anyway, it just says, um. There was a strong sense of camaraderie as each group left the arena to reunite with their pals and share heartfelt congratulations with their fellow performers. Uh, all of the bands, including some of the pipers as young as 10, that was another thing we've seen of so much young kids playing the pipes. It was absolutely tremendous. I'm not even joking. It was just a, a fantastic day with, like, um, you know, obviously they find with their help that I need getting them off of that, but, um, you know, the atmosphere was just fantastic and uh, the level that they were at was um just it was just brilliant um and like i say so many young kids playing the, the pipes nothing like that under drums it was uh something to see um so um pipe major pipe major neil mitchell of Bucksburn and district novice um said he was delighted his band could experience the european championships in his home city um well, I'm sure he was free. So the ones that uh, uh, one was the Novice Juvenile A was George Watson's College. Uh, juvenile B was Erskine Stewart's Melville Schools. Uh, juvenile was Dollar Academy. Um, grade 1 in Vararian District. Grade 2, Port Lethen District. Um, grade 3, Colburn. Um, grade 3, B, Ross and Cromarty. Uh, 4A, Burnt Island in District. Uh, oh, and I say grade 4B was Venlo, Caledonia, and they were for the Netherlands. Um, junior drum major was Catherine Spears for Burnt Island in the district. Um, juvenile drum major uh, Louise Smyton for Close Kelt. And adult drum major Emma Barr from Field Marshal Montgomery. So I did hear Field Marshal Montgomery getting shouted through quite a lot. So. Um, they must have been in a place in some of the other ends, I think. So, anyway, um, like I said, tremendous day and a, definitely a, a good showcase for Aberdeen. Put it in a, a good light, I would say. There was so much things on for anybody to come for the day for, like, you know, heaps of things for the kids and plenty of styles. And, uh, you know, I don't think anybody could really moan about anything. Now, here's a uh, hotel campaigners that see brighter future. If they're meeting the owner, so this is the Huntley Arms in a bind, is set to reopen as a hotel with bar and restaurant campaigners have revealed. 
Uh, the building was abandoned four years ago and has since fallen to disappear with locals branding it an eyesore. Well, it absolutely is. A group in the Huntley Arms Regeneration Project, which is HARP for short, um, was set up to save the hotel, led by Dave Marshall and Claire Fraser. The building is owned by businessman Jotinder Singh. Earlier this week, campaigners were given renewed hope that the hotel could be brought back to life after details emerged about plans for a £30,000 worth of work inside the building. So, um, they're knocking doing was and refurbishing a lot of things and, you know, hoping they can head back up to scratch. But I'm not sure £30,000 is going to get very far, you know, for a place the size of the Huntley Arms, but um, I could be wrong. But uh, anyway... You know, good on us lot for putting pressure on him to do something with it anyway. And because, uh, you know, a place like a bind to have an eyesore like that in the middle is just awful. So, anything would be better than nothing, I would say. So, we'll keep an eye on it and see if Mr. Singh gets, um, gets all the jobs done for 30 grand. But there'll be some chill if he manages that. Now, just finish up with sport as normal. And, uh, uh, back page paper day is just a great big headline really shinny means a great deal so uh, Don's went him on a three-year contract uh, sooner rather than later and uh, this could be the most important move of the summer says club legend so i think the inside in the sports way but um yeah if they get a chance to bring him back and he's willing to come back and you know get a three-year contract up here then be a great bit of business for the Don's. so certainly uh, you know he has a bit of bite in him He's just a leader, so yeah, if we can get him back, that'll be a, a bit of a coup for Barry Robson, I would think, um, along with some of the other lads he's went in. So, fingers crossed he manages to get him, and uh, come on, everybody. <clears throat> now, as we finish for the announcement, we have Buckley Stories with today's present journal on Monday, 26th of June, um, 2023. So, uh, happy birthday to my other sister's day. Uh, happy birthday, Aileen. Happy to bine, um she is, uh, you know, just a, a couple of weeks after me, really, and um, her another sister and a tweenus, and um, my other sister is in the first of June, and that was about Christmas time, so there's, uh, thank goodness for these reminders that pop up and tell you, it's the uh, second sixth birthday, <laughs> um, with them being sick of great peace, Haller and me, you know, I obviously wasn't there for the neighbour, uh, on the go a little. So, anyway, um, happy birthday, Aileen. Hope you had a rare day. I'm sure you did up in sunny Abine. Um, yeah, so if, uh, uh, you know, the weather was a bit of a... And the new today was quite uh, fine and, and sunny in the morning up to dinner time and then it come on up a couple showers. Nothing um, after my call and then it come back out fine and sunny again for a while, but then later on the day... It came on uh, heavier rain, it was quite heavy for about half an hour or so, and there was thunder. I've never seen any lightning, but it was certainly thunder on the go. And, uh, you know, thank God it has cleared air a bit because it's near, near as muggy as it was. So, a good thing, I would say. It'd be easier to sleep at night now than it's been some of the past nights because it's been so unbelievably hit. But, uh, I should help it. So, anyway, thanks very much for listening to this podcast. And I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please make sure and tell a pal about it. Um, Remember, you can used to listen to it, just make sure there still are. And uh, if they've missed a hell of episodes, there are there to catch up on. And um, if they want, you can follow us on Spotify. I had to just be tipped up. In the meantime, thanks very much. Cheers now. Toodaloo.
the constitution speak the book the rules of them. Longfield, Bellfield, Manorfield and Manorfield. Lights of local stories that you made them.